can't pour from an empty cup. So I know I'm not going to be present in the best way that I can if I don't take care of myself. And that I believe is true for everyone as well, especially if you're a mom, because it can be hard to do so. You're listening to the Self-Adore podcast hosted by Ellie Bannon and Clea Martin. Our mission is to inspire you to step into your magic and allow self-love to flow into your world. Our transition into becoming full-time entrepreneurs sparked our journey into a deeper practice of self-love. On this pod, we'll cover topics ranging from self-care, wellness, passion, mindfulness, and personal growth. We'll share our own experiences and bring on fabulous guests that will shift the conversation around self-love, making it feel more inviting and empowering. Stay tuned for a new episode each week that will inspire you to self-adore. Thanks for spending time with us. Here we go. Everybody, welcome back to the Self Adore Podcast. We are so happy that you are here and tuning in and spending time with us today. We are currently recording in Palm Springs, and it is seriously like oh my god, it's, it's one fifteen. So it's so so hot here. Uh, um, it just feels like even inside. It, this house can't stay cool, but there's also these bugs outside that are making this really like interesting buzzing sound, and it's so loud. <laughs> so if you hear a little bit of background buzz, that's just our little desert friends hanging out. <laughs> but we are here in Palm Springs to really have some focused time to crank out some work whenever we come to Palm Springs. We really are here to focus and not be distracted by anything at all. And this is kind of where we just like power down. Something about the stillness of the desert really brings us to this level of focus and also inspiration too. Yes. Um, the moon. You want to talk yeah. about the moon? Yeah. So last night was a, or I guess two nights ago at this point, there was something called the black moon. And we are really into astrology and the energy of the universe and the stars. And we always let that energy um, charge our crystals. Clay is a <laughs> bit of a skeptic, but coming around yeah, to crystal yeah. charging. Um, but I, but um, I convinced her to let him put out our crystals. And regardless of whether or not like you believe that the moon's energy literally charges your crystals, it's mm-hmm. just like a nice practice mm-hmm. to let fresh air and cleansed air and new perspective come into your stones. So that was really powerful for us. And the new moon, the the black moon was a new moon that was welcomed <laughs> as Mercury retrograde was over. over. Thank God. <laughs> Who else felt a little bit off during this Mercury a retrograde? A lot <laughs> off. Yeah, something was funky in the sky (laughs) and we really felt it but I feel like we were talking about this earlier too it's kind of like when things go down you really notice and appreciate when they go back up yeah that's so true yeah today is a new day today is a new day (laughs) so we are absorbing the the new moon the new energy and um also it's just a great time to allow your mindset to just shift around it so Mm -hmm. even if things feel off 
anything that is a fresh start, a new start, is a chance for your mind to be open to something new and new possibilities. And so that's kind of where we are at right now as we are preparing for some big changes with Honey and Bee um, and our company. We are headed to New York City in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, we're so excited. We're headed to Indie Beauty Expo for Honey and Bee, our beauty brand. And this is our second trade show. We attended one in February in New York also. And so it's just a, been a bit of a whirlwind trying to prep everything. Mm-hmm. We've been just staying up till midnight, past midnight, prepping all of the inventory, um, prepping all of the marketing materials, prepping some really exciting stuff that we can't talk about yet, but stay tuned. We will for sure keep you updated, but it's just been really rewarding. Although it has been hard, we feel so grateful to have built this brand from the ground up. And we were just reflecting on this a bit today and kind of acknowledging how far Honey and Bee has come since last year, just one year. Mm -hmm. Things have completely pivoted and we're in a, such an awesome place for growth right now. And while it is really hard, growth can be hard. We're just really lucky and we're really excited for New York. We have really so many things excited. we want to do. Yes, we always make these like elaborate itineraries and then get to probably 5% of them. <laughs> but yeah, no, so true about what you said about realizing Um, a year ago where you were at and when you're kind of in the middle of change and in the middle of a lot of things it can feel like you're not making progress or you're not like really where you want to be and so we've been really trying to take a step back and realize we are only human we can only do so much but look at how much we've actually done and I and we just wanted to remind all of you of that as well you are in such a different place than you were a year ago and that is something to be proud of and that's something to be celebrated and it's also exciting to think about where you will be in a year from now reflect on that for a bit let it soak in So stay tuned for really fun updates on Honey and Bee and make sure you're following us on Instagram at Selfadora Club, but also at Honey and Bee Daily. That's our beauty brand. And we'll be launching some really fun things Mm -hmm. in a few weeks. In a few weeks. So stay tuned. This has been a labor of love. We'll chat a a little bit about it more when it actually happens, but there'll be plenty of sneak peeks over there. Um, especially when we get to the Mm -hmm. show in New York. So that is super, super cool. Yay. Yay. All right. So this episode is a really special one. We have a beautiful guest named Yasmin Lee. She is a mom and has a young son, Aiden. He's so cute. (laughs) He is so cute. (laughs) Son goals. Literally. I feel like (laughs) You know, everyone, every baby is so cute, but he is special. His eyelashes. (laughs) He's got like these 
big eyes and big eyelashes and he's always smiling and anyway she chats a little bit about him on this episode so keep on listening we really admire Yasmin's creativity and passion she is such a boss in the wellness space and she is always finding new ways to stay well and self-care and Mm -hmm. self-love from the inside out through her food and her activities and just the energy that she puts into the world. I love all of her tips too. So stay tuned for her social media handles where she shares like the best recipes, the Mm -hmm. best wellness tips. We're completely obsessed with her and really just inspired by her too. Her energy as a mom and her energy in the wellness space kind of come together so beautifully. And she's just a very unique, she has a very unique perspective on certain things such as self-care while being a mom and different wellness practices when you're a little bit busy. I really admire her approach to wellness. It's, it feels very real to me. We were first introduced to Yasmin at an event where she hosted and so beautifully led a talk around detoxifying your beauty routine, how to make better choices, and how to make small shifts in your routine. So we learned a lot there about clean beauty and the power that we have as consumers and the things that we are buying and not using certain ingredients and just more things to be aware of. So we love that Yasmin is so open and honest and her intentions are so pure. Mm -hmm. She's so thoughtful about everything that she puts out there and you can really feel it. Yasmin Lee is a new mom, passionate foodie, and holistic wellness advocate. She's originally from Maui, Hawaii and is currently living in LA. She lives with her partner, an incredible plant-based chef named Alan and their baby boy Aiden. She transitioned to a plant-based diet due to developing some health issues at a young age, and her passion turned into something that has created so much more for her than she could have ever imagined. She creates inspiring content with particularly a focus on real motherhood, healthy recipes, self-care, and holistic wellness. Yasmin also has a blog, which she mentions in this episode. It's called Hungry as a Mother. On there, she shares recipes and tips, her personal experiences, and all of this is really just to inspire people to take control of their health through their daily practices and their overall well-being. We know that you are going to love hearing everything that Yasmin has to say. Like we said, she is a one-of-a-kind person with such a cool perspective around wellness, so stay tuned. So before we dive in, let's talk clean beauty. Many of you probably know by now that we are completely obsessed with the Olive and M face oil. It is an olive oil-based facial oil made with seriously the best clean ingredients for your skin. Not only your face, but your body too. So if you're looking to swap some of your products or add some clean beauty products into your routine, this is the perfect place to start. 
Olive and M has so much to choose from. They have an incredible eye serum. They have a cleansing oil to remove dirt and makeup from a busy day. They have a body oil, a body shimmer, which is perfect for the summer, a glow body oil, which we love, and obviously their facial oil, which is my personal favorite. We are so excited that Olive and M is our official sponsor for this episode. The other thing that we love about Olive and M is how affordable they are. Sometimes really good beauty products can feel totally out of reach or just not in your budget at all. But the cool thing about Olive and M is that they truly are affordable. You can get any of their products for under $40 and the brand is also really accessible. We are so proud of them. They just launched in a hundred Target locations. So you can actually head to their website, oliveandm.com and find a Target store near you. We love that they're making quality skincare and clean beauty so accessible and just utilizing ingredients that people understand and love. Olive and M harnesses the power of nature to create olive oil and plant-based oil products for face and body that will keep your skin clear, balanced, and seriously glowing. Their blend of plant-based oils are antimicrobial, antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, and highly nourishing, so you can achieve the results you want for your skin without resorting to all of those harmful chemicals that you don't want in your beauty routine. They are made in the U.S. and totally clean beauty, which we are all about. It has been so fun to see all of you and everybody in the community sending us photos, sliding into our DMs, <laughs> and reaching out to us personally, letting us know how much you've loved Olive and M's products. They are truly one of our tried and true brands. So it's always awesome when we see the people we love and care about converting to something that we really believe in. So head to Target, get their face oil. You will thank us later. And be sure to let us know what you think. Tag us and also tag Olive and M in your Instagram stories and let us know what you get. Thank you so much for coming on. We're so excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So as you know, our goal with Self Adore is to really shift the conversation about self-love into a more inviting and empowering place. And we do that by kind of just breaking down the steps and really thinking of self-love in a different way, looking at all the parts to it from the challenging to the beautiful parts. So we would love to ask you what self-love means to you and how you currently incorporate it into your life. So self-love for me right now, especially as a new mom, is a lot of giving myself grace and not being so hard on myself. So, you know, there's a lot to get done, especially when you have a little one and not all of it's going to get done every day. So it's, it's a balance, but it's not necessarily balance and giving myself grace, you know, when maybe one day the house isn't going to be clean or maybe one day I'm not going to be able to get any work done. Um, but I'm keeping myself and another human being alive is something that I have to be okay with and something, you know, that I as I mentioned, have to give myself grace. And so that's the biggest thing right now for me is just not being so hard on myself while I'm adjusting to this whole new life um, of taking care of another human being. (laughs) Self-love to me also means that I have certain practices and rituals that I do to take care of myself. So it doesn't have to be something crazy, you know, having my skincare routine, which takes 
one to two minutes or, you know, making myself nourishing meals every day, like small things like that towards taking care of myself. Like even if maybe my legs haven't been shaved for a month and I haven't gotten my (laughs) nails done since my son was born, um, at least I, you know, put moisturizer on today or at least I had a green smoothie. And so it's a combination of, you know, being nice to myself and giving myself grace and then also having these practices and these rituals that I do every day or every week or, you know, whenever it's practical, um, where I'm giving myself a certain amount of attention, even if it's not anything that's huge. I love that. And um, I really love how much you share about your son and just motherhood in general. Um, Was there a moment for you where you kind of realized that you weren't taking enough care of yourself because you were putting more energy into being a mom? Um, Was there a shift for you? How did that look? I think it's ever changing and I'm realizing that, you know, as I go. And I think the postpartum period in general is not really talked about very much. And there's the whole physical aspect to it. And I think, especially on social media, I've been seeing more things shared about that recently, but there's so much more to it. I'm coming up on a year now of being postpartum and I'm just now starting to kind of feel like a human being again. And I didn't even realize that I didn't feel like a human being until this started happening. Um, So I'm just now starting to implement certain routines, you know, and um, certain non-negotiables for me into my day-to-day and into my lifestyle. Is there anything that you would share with a new mom, something that maybe you wish you knew right away to kind of get into that period of giving yourself grace and allowing those routines to just come naturally is there something that you would advise for someone who's starting that transition I would say start slow I think I got really really overwhelmed I'm like why can't I do this you know why can't I get this much work amount of work done a day why can't I have the house clean and take care of my son like I should be able to do all of this and then I realized it was so much easier for me to start step by step so more recently within the past few months now I make sure like at least the kitchen and living room is clean before I go to bed and usually I wear my son in the carrier while I do that but that's just how it works for us um and so I started implementing that and now that's a non-negotiable for me so now every morning I wake up and at least like the kitchen is clean and the dishes are done and things like that um or you know when he was first born my skincare routine was like splash water on my face and put moisturizer (laughs) on and now it's more a non-negotiable where I have my routine and so it's it's one thing at a time um, until it fits into your lifestyle and eventually hopefully you'll get to the point where you have accomplished all of these things that you've been wanting to incorporate into your life so again it goes back to giving yourself grace you know not having too much expectations on yourself and then something else in you know especially right in the beginning where everything's crazy your hormones are crazy you're crazy your baby's crazy (laughs) no one knows what's going on um it's just you're not expected to do anything besides you know rest recover and feed your baby you know and and love your baby and I think a lot of moms put a lot of pressure on themselves or maybe they're getting pressure from family members or society to have the house clean and look put together and be a great wife or girlfriend or partner um and really just like don't have too many expectations on yourself you're there to keep your baby alive and give it love and recover and heal and that's it and then down the line you can start as I said step by step um, implementing other routines and things into your lifestyle as well 
That's so beautiful. I feel like sometimes social media can play a role in that and just holding yourself to a certain standard, comparing yourself to someone that you don't see every side of. So how did you kind of quiet that noise as you were making this transition into practicing self-love while having a child? It's um, it's a process still. I think comparison, even before I became a mom, is something that I feel that I have struggled with quite a bit. And social media makes that you know worse. And I think we're around the same age where we kind of went through high school where, when social media was coming up. And um, as a mom, as you mentioned, it is harder because you see these people who like have businesses and they have their babies and they look amazing all the time, or so you think, because it's all a highlight reel. Um, but I also think it's been such a powerful tool because I've seen a lot of the other side of that as well, where now people are being a little bit more vulnerable with their motherhood journeys. And even I try to do that myself where it's like, okay, you know, I don't have a flat stomach four days after giving birth or my house is a mess and my hair is a disaster today (laughs) or my son's screaming and I'm gonna lose my shit. I don't know if we're allowed to swear on this, but, um, and so it's it's just creating realistic expectations for yourself, I think, and remembering that it is a highlight reel. You know, no matter how vulnerable you try to be on social media, and I know sometimes I come across this as well, where I want to be vulnerable and I want to share the things that aren't just the highlight reel. Some, when you're sitting there and you're crying, like you don't want to get on your Instagram stories and you don't want to be like, I'm, com- I'm going to complain and I'm going to cry and blah, 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 blah. Um, so it's just trying to remind yourself that it's, it's a highlight reel and we all struggle with something, no matter what that is, whether you're a mom or not, whatever your past is, however money, however much money you have, um, just try to remember that it's a highlight reel. We have definitely found that it is hard to sometimes quiet the noise and kind of shut down that comparison and, and let in more self-love and positive talk to yourself than hearing everything else that's out there. So with all of that in mind, how do you stay inspired with the content that you put out there and what is it that you try to inspire others with um, and really build a community of wonderful people who are conscious of health and motherhood and all the things that you believe in? I think, again, it's um, a work in progress, but it's been kind of just trying to share what I want to share and what I'm passionate about and what makes me excited and happy and like what I feel what tingles my toes and what I feel like I can't not share and say Um, and that has been difficult because going back to the comparison thing you know I see other like bloggers or quote-unquote influencers um, sharing content where I'm like wow that's amazing I wish I would have thought about that and then whenever I try and go and do something like that it never works out and it never pans out that well and so it's been filtering through what I actually am passionate about and what I want to share and enjoy doing versus what I'm just seeing out there from other people and what I like and I mean I still want to appreciate the content that other people are putting out there but I kind of have to sit there with myself and think is this something that I really enjoy and want to share Um, because I think your audience as well will know when something's not authentic and I mean you can even see that in your engagement and your numbers that it really never works out when you try to like 
copy someone else or do something that's not true to you. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like um, a big part of what you share aside from motherhood and raising Aiden is eating healthy food and putting healthy food into your body and fueling your mind and your body to feel your best. But I also feel like there is a lot of pressure out there to eat certain things and avoid certain things. And like, are you doing all the right stuff, you know, when it comes to food? So how do you balance that and how do you know what is the right things to go grocery shopping for try or bring into your life or truly avoid yeah and even I experience that as well I listen to a podcast you know with a nutritionist on it and I'm like oh my gosh I'm doing it all wrong and then I listen to another one it's like oh should I be keto should I be paleo should I be this should I be that and I think my number one rule of thumb is you know even when it comes to me if any practitioner you know blogger influencer anybody in the space is trying to say that one specific thing works for everybody then you should probably run (laughs) you should probably look the other way and it's it's been a process of figuring out you know what feels best for me and that's always changing as well and so I just want to encourage other people to do the same thing and it's try different things figure out what feels good for you you know even if I'm telling you that this something is right maybe it's not right for you and so it's really going to be your own wellness journey to figure that out and I just hope to be here um, to offer people information to help them be able to make educated choices to get to that point it really is about look someone looking inward too so gaining inspiration from others but really trusting your gut and knowing what's right for you so how do you kind of go inward and find the inspiration within yourself to create everything that you create um, I, it's all trial and error honestly from my own experiences I don't I definitely am not perfect and I'm definitely not you know I'm on this like wellness and health journey as well and it's been a journey for sure again like I mentioned figuring out what works best for you and so you know maybe I'll find inspiration on social media or via podcast or Pinterest or something like that something that looks good or sounds good and I'll try it out for me and see if it works for me so it's really kind of as simple as that is trial and error and I'm I'm on this wellness journey as well and I'm definitely not um perfect and um yeah so that's pretty much it so self-love is a journey for sure and that's a huge part of the conversation that we are trying to spark here with self-adore it's not just loving yourself it's also treasuring yourself and respecting yourself and that can sometimes be really hard to do so before motherhood or maybe um you know currently while you're in the midst of starting your your motherhood journey what has been the biggest struggle in your self-love journey was it maybe when you were in high school or is it now and how are you working through that so I think the biggest struggle in my self-love journey even before I was a mother and now is going back to comparison um, especially with social media and so that's something that I'm constantly working on and not comparing where I am at this point in my life to where somebody else is at that point in theirs and the two things are not correlated at all and also knowing that someone else's success or where someone else is in their life doesn't hinder my success and doesn't affect you know where I am even if they're at a place where I want to be Um, And that goes, I mean, that goes all the way back to middle school. Like I remember being 11 and 
um, comparing myself to other girls. And it, it's been like that until then. And, and it's definitely better now than when I was in middle school and high school. But it is a journey, as you mentioned, um, your self-love journey. It's it's not a straight line up. It's kind of more of a wave. Yeah, wave. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I would say that's been my biggest struggle in terms of my self-love journey. And how did you build yourself up now that you wanted to kind of quiet all of that noise? What are some things that you incorporate maybe in your daily routine, maybe your morning routine, things that ground you and bring you to the sense of confidence? I think every day making sure that I'm doing something that betters me, even if it's as little as, you know, eating really nutritious foods or having a green smoothie, you know, in some way that is benefiting me and bettering me, my health maybe, um, and bettering me from the inside out. Or if it's something, you know, towards my career and my business and doing something that betters me in that way. So at least at the end of the day, if I've had a completely insane day with my son where I feel like I haven't gotten anything done, I can uh, lay down in my bed before I go to sleep and think like, oh, at least I did this. You know, at least I took care of myself. At least I furthered my career in some kind of way. You know, I was maybe at least I was a hell of a mother today and really, you know, handled that and got us to bed. And so I think, you know, even if it's the smallest steps, doing something to better yourself every day will definitely help you get towards that self-love journey. And I like what you said too about like the acknowledgement of it, like just being proud of the little things. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. That's something I try to do as well is even, you know, where I am now, like living here in LA and having my son and, you know, the day to day, it's sometimes hard to see the long-term goals, but sometimes, you know, I'm just driving, sitting in LA traffic. And I think to myself like, wow, you know, a few years ago, I would have not believed that I would be here right now you know this is something that I've wanted for my entire life and here I am I'm doing it you know it's never going to be perfect it's Mm -hmm. never you know there's never going to be a day where you know something doesn't go wrong you know whether how big or small that is and so it's just kind of acknowledging like where I am now and what my younger self would think of that. We really love what you said about how just doing one thing every day, we're huge on that. Mm -hmm. Like when we were starting our company and when we were starting our self-love journeys or just even committing to them a little bit more, it really is about having gratitude for that one thing that you do. And even like you said, just driving in the car and having gratitude for being here and these small moments, how has gratitude shifted your self-love journey? Oh, completely. And, you know, I'd be lying if I sat here and told you that I'm constantly in a state of gratitude and thinking about how grateful I am for everything all the time. But I do, I now have it kind of, I've put it into practice to where throughout my day, I'll think like, wow, like I'm so grateful that, you know, I have the time to be here with my son at home or wow, I'm so grateful that, you know, I have my health or I get this meal or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be anything huge. And so it's really just shifted my whole mindset and going back to the comparison thing, it really helps with that as well. And I think that that's something that's helped me get out of that comparison in rut where it's like okay it doesn't matter what that person's doing or what that person has um I'm grateful for this moment and for what I have right now and even if you're sitting there and it's like you can't see anything in your life there's always something there's always something you can be grateful for like wow you know I'm so grateful I have a car to drive or I'm so grateful that the sun's out today or that I you know was able to drink clean water and that's not to sound like you know, woohoo or anything like that. But there's always something in that moment that you can be grateful for. And I think that would help 
break and get you out of that, you know, negative negativity rut that I know myself and I'm sure tons of other people get into all the, all of the time. Going back to motherhood, you know that we really admire you as a mother, the energy you put out there and just your passion for taking care of your son and yourself as well and putting good energy into the world. You do so much and we want to kind of explore what self-care looks like for you. Do you have any self-care rituals, routines, um, morning, evening, just things that you really bring into your life to make sure that you know, you're balanced and just doing your best. So most of my self-care rituals happen in the morning and I, I'll kind of go through my morning routine. We'll, we'll get, we'll get specific. <laughs> um, so I wake up, we we're not early risers in my house. We're kind of um, night owls and late risers, but I wake up, you know, brush my teeth. I will wash my face with an oil cleanser right now. I'm using the Leilani one. Um, I'm not sure the specific name of it, but I like an oil cleanser in the morning because I don't have any makeup or anything on from the night before. So it's just something to kind of get off any, you know, excess oil or dirt or anything like that and kind of wake me up. Um, and then I do, you know, I do my jade rolling with my honey and bee jade roller. <laughs> sometimes <it>. I'll use <laughs> shameless plug. Sometimes I'll use a CBD oil or I'll do right now. I've really been into the naturopathica. They have a vitamin C serum that I'm really loving right now. And then I'll do a moisturizer and an eye cream. Um, today I use the naturopathica. I believe it's the brightening moisturizer and then the same eye cream as well. Um, usually I, I don't wear makeup because usually I don't leave the house, honestly. Um, but then I will do dry brushing most days. I really try to do that. It's kind of a newer thing in my morning routine, but I've really been loving it. I feel like it kind of like gives me energy and wakes me up. Um, and then I will make myself a coffee. So usually I make homemade cashew milk. I love cashew milk because it doesn't have to be strained or soaked. So it's so easy and it contains or it retains all of its healthy fats and proteins and all of the vitamins and nutrients in there. So I give some to my son as well. And so I'll make a coffee, usually four sigmatic, which is a mushroom coffee with that. And then after that, I'll usually have an iced matcha. I love my drinks. I have like <laughs> six beverages Same. a day. Yeah. I, in my fridge, I have like coconut milk, almond milk, oat milks, cashew milks, all the milks all the time because I'm very specific with my drinks. Um, but I'll have an iced oat milk matcha. Um, really no specific kind of matcha there. But sometimes I'll add tokos, which is like a brown rice solubles to that. Um, and then I try to make a healthy breakfast. So I've really been loving green smoothies lately. And again, that's not really to sound like woohoo or anything like that, but I've really <laughs> been loving them. And I, I usually, I like mango, um, banana, and then I'll do, you know, kale, spinach, spirulina, lots of chia seeds, um, hemp seeds. I've been loving chia seeds because I'm really obsessed with fiber right now. And I really try to get fiber in every meal. Um, yeah, and that's pretty much my morning. And then, you know, I'll try to listen to podcasts and get some work done or depending on how my son is feeling that day, I'll play with him um, and make him breakfast. But doing those things every morning sets the tone for my day. So even if I have an absolutely insane day, again, it's like at the end of the night, I'm, I'm like, at least I got this stuff done. At least I took care of myself in some kind of way. And I love that too, because a big part of self-love is building yourself up enough to be able to share with the world what you know you can. So how have you found that practicing self-care and self-love have impacted the way that you take care of your son, the way that you treat others? 
It's summertime and we have a bit of traveling ahead of us, which we are really excited for. We're headed to New York City soon, and so we are stocking up on all of our favorite travel goodies and travel must-haves. One of our favorites is Olive and M. As you know by now, they are a clean beauty brand that is consistently delivering amazing results for our skin. Their products are packed with natural plant-based oils that are rich in antioxidants, vitamins, omegas, and amino acids. It's so cool because they just launched in Target, so you can head to their website to find a Target store near you. So here is a hot travel tip. When you travel, it is so easy for your skin to kind of get out of whack. Mm -hmm. It is really out of whack sometimes. <laughs> you have to adjust to different temperatures, different air. If you're on an airplane, your skin gets so dry and also really dirty it is just really hard to maintain good and clear, healthy, glowing skin when you are going through the process of traveling from place to place. But here's the tip for you. If you are consistent with your skincare routine, keeping it simple, only using clean, pure, good for you ingredients, your skin will thank you you will glow and you don't have to think about anything, which is amazing. You don't have to think about feeling anxious about what is going to happen to your skin if you have a blemish or whatever it is. So the way that we conquer this is by using Olive and M's facial oil. We know that we can count on their face oil to make us glow. It evens our skin tone. It balances it. It gives us this overall radiance that we love and we know that we can count on when we are on the go. Olive and M is just one of our all-time favorite clean beauty brands. We love them. They Their products are all made in the U.S., 100% natural, cruelty-free, and vegan. What's not to love? Their products are packed with natural plant-based oils and are rich in antioxidants, vitamins, omegas, and amino acids. We just love the way that their products feel when we apply them. We just feel like it's such a luxurious treat for our skin. The, their products all feel and smell like a dream. They're so adorable and look cute in any space. We have them on our nightstand and in our bathroom. Their packaging is just so simple and looks luxe. Olive and M is seriously one of our tried and true clean beauty brands, which is why we are so excited th that they launched their products in Target and on Target.com. So head to their website, oliveandm.com, to find a Target store locator near you. If there's not a location that carries Olive and M near you, do not worry. You can also shop all of their goodies on Target.com. So whether you are home for the summer or about to head out for some travel, be sure to head to Target or shop on Target's website and let us know what all of the M products you try. You will thank us later. Your skincare routine will be taken to the next level and you can count on glowing skin. Check them out and enjoy your new glow. I mean, I think in general for everybody, you can't pour from an empty cup. So and I know in order to be the best mother that I can, I need to take care of myself in the best way that I can. You know, if I'm feeling 
horrible and negative and, you know, depressed or like I haven't taken care of myself in some way that day, then I know I'm not going to be able to pour into him in the way that he deserves. And the same goes, you know, for my partner and for the other people in my community and my social media. I know I'm not going to be present in the best way that I can if I don't take care of myself. And that I believe is true for everyone as well, especially if you're a mom, because it can be hard to do so. So you mentioned this period of, or even just still having a lot of grace with yourself, even if you don't do everything that you set out for in the day, you still give yourself that grace and that forgiveness. Um, So what does that look like exactly? Is it inner talk? Is it literally like saying to yourself, it's okay, like at least I did this, this, and this, or is it saying some other positive affirmations? It's more catching myself. I've noticed, you know, I I would love to be a little bit more preventive preventative um but it is more catching myself where I'm like oh my gosh like I can't believe I couldn't do anything today like I feel so unproductive it's like wait a second like this is not easy you know being a mom or even just being a human and being you know in the modern world is not easy like at least I did this as you mentioned before I went to bed or if I don't feel like I've done anything that day, really, what can I do right now? What's a small step that I can take to make me feel better and make me feel a little bit more productive? Maybe it's answering that email that's been sitting in my inbox for a week, which doesn't take very long, you know, or maybe it's making myself a turmeric latte, you know, as simple as that. And so it's more catching myself at the moment. And I'm hoping that that translates more to being preventable. And I think it is because the first step really is acknowledging that I'm there. You seem like you're such a present mom, too. Like, you're always so engaged with your son, which I think is really special and beautiful. So how do you balance being present with him and giving him everything he needs while also wanting to share content with the world? And and part of that does involve being on social media for you. That is definitely something that I still struggle with, and I feel a little bit of mom guilt being because I am on my phone quite often, and I think... Um, I try to be conscious about how much I'm just scrolling and how much I'm just looking through things because that's not very productive. And of course, I want to. Con- I love consuming content and I love seeing what everybody's doing and staying caught up. But I mean, there are some days where I noticed I was just sitting there for like hours, just like watching stories. You know, obviously it's broken up a little bit. My son wouldn't just let me sit there for hours, but um, it wasn't very productive. You know, it wasn't bettering me it wasn't making me feel good about myself in the end at the end of the day so I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious of that as well Um, and it's it's been a process but um, and I think another aspect of that is like motherhood in general can be kind of lonely and being especially like a stay-at-home mom you're there with a person who really can't communicate with you all day long Um, and there are days where I don't really communicate with an adult you know all, all day and so I notice myself using social media, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but to connect with other moms or other people, it was a way for me to communicate with them. Um, But it's finding that balance of like, okay, am I actually using this to better myself? Am I using this to have like meaningful conversations with people or am I just looking at people's stories, you know, for hours all day long? And it's finding that balance and being more conscious of it. And I think that that goes for anybody too, like whether you are a mom or not, a content creator or not, finding that balance between how much content are you consuming and is it actually bettering you versus um, versus not. So I think that that's an amazing reminder. A hundred percent. For anybody, yeah. yeah. So let's dive a little bit into wellness and food. So everything that you create um, is so beautiful and thoughtful and it's just always 
nutritious and very intentional. So we love, we would just kind of love to hear a little bit about how you come up with those recipes. You mentioned that it is a bit of trial and error, but is there any resources that you kind of constantly look towards or markets that you go to? Yeah. So I think, um, initially if you're somebody who's interested in maybe adopting more of a plant-based diet or just, you know, eating healthier in general, I love Pinterest. I think Pinterest is amazing. You know, let's say you wanted to be vegan. I think, let's say like lasagna is your favorite thing going on Pinterest and just looking up vegan lasagna, like you're going to have an unlimited amount of resources to look at. And so that's a great place to start. I also loved um, looking at what I eat in a day videos on YouTube. I think that provides a lot of inspiration. And now we have Instagram too, which is um, an amazing resource to get inspiration. And for me, when it comes to meals, in the moment, it's more kind of what I'm craving. I have my go-tos um, that are quick and easy, which is kind of what I'm all about now that I'm a mom. Um, and then now, being more intentional, like nutritionally, and what I put into my meals, I just try to look at it from a perspective of I always want healthy fats, I always want protein, I always want fiber, and I always want greens. And so just those four things I try to incorporate into all of my meals. And then whatever it is, you know, I have a lot of variety to go off of of that. So it could be a green smoothie that has, you know, hemp seeds or protein powder for protein, um, chia seeds and kale for fiber and, you know, spinach and kale for greens and then like whatever other fruits and flavors and superfood powders or whatever else I want in that moment or, you know, a savory meal with um, avocado and greens and, you know, hemp seeds or legumes or something for protein, you know, I just try to follow those, I guess, quote unquote rules, although it's not that hard to incorporate all of those things into a meal. And I do the same thing for my son as well. And then from there, just whatever I'm craving in the moment or whatever sounds good or whatever I have in my pantry. So what would a typical day look like for you in terms of breakfast, lunch, dinner? Can you just give us like a little bit of a sneak? Yeah, yeah so I mentioned my cashew milk, co- four sigmatic coffee, um, my iced oat milk matcha, and then I'll do the green smoothie that I mentioned earlier with the mango and banana and greens and chia and hemp seeds um, and spirulina and then... Um, or some breakfast I'll do oats if it's like a little colder I'm feeling something a little like um, more filling I guess or a little heavier I'll do oats and I'll either do like a berry compote or steamed apples with cinnamon um, and coconut sugar (laughs) yeah and then I, I mean I love loading that up too I'll put like coconut yogurt on it if I have that and a bunch of seeds and maybe some fresh fruit or coconut flakes and things like that Um, And then for lunch, I've been loving like all kinds of lentil pastas, so I'm obsessed. Or Trader Joe's cauliflower gnocchi, I'm also obsessed with. I need to try. You haven't tried it yet? (laughs) Oh my gosh, you need to. Um, Yeah, so Trader Joe's cauliflower gnocchi, which I have to mention, if you do try it, do not follow the package instructions. It will turn out like a big booger. You have to. (laughs) I bake it um, at 400 degrees Fahrenheit for about 15 minutes on one side, and then I flip them over for another like five to 10 minutes, depending on your oven. And they'll be like pillowy and golden brown and crispy. Um, but, and then Trader Joe's also has like, um, a vegan cashew kale pesto. So that's another thing that's already made where I can just scoop it out and throw it into the pan with the gnocchi. So it's all, you know, quick and easy, whatever I can do on the fly. And then I'll usually have some kind of, um, like sauteed broccoli and zucchini and greens or, you know, just something I'm really into cruciferous vegetables as well. So just something in there. 
um, to add a little bit of bulk and I'll top it with hemp seeds and nutritional yeast or um, Miyoko's, which is like a cashew-based mozzarella. I'll do a little bit of that. And so same thing goes for the lentil pastas. And I'm also really into the Rayo's marinara sauce. I love that. So good. good. (laughs) Yeah, I never thought that like a marinara could stand out so much. I kind of thought they were all the same. Mm, No, that one's special. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then for dinner, um, it depends if I... It really depends on what I'm craving. So, you know, some nights I'll even want just like something cold and sweet. So I'll make like a chocolate protein smoothie Mm -hmm. and I make sure to load it up with lots of fats and lots of proteins because I want that to be filling. Um, But if I want something savory, you know, if I didn't have pasta for lunch, I'll do that or I'll do like a Buddha bowl with grains. And I like to cook my grains in half water and half coconut milk. And then I do like a clove of garlic and salt in there. Um, or an avocado and some kind of legume or, you know, just depending what I have, a roasted squash or a roasted vegetable. Yeah, and that's kind of a go-to for me. And then if I want something sweet after, I'll do a Four Sigmatic turmeric latte or a Four Sigmatic uh, cacao. Hot cacao. Yeah, hot cacao. I'm going to listen to this episode all the time. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. Yeah, really good recommendations. I feel like sometimes when it comes to healthy eating, at least – personally sometimes I feel like a little bit stuck I'm like oh I'm so tired of like a big salad or Mm -hmm. I'm so tired of like my roasted sweet potato (laughs) which is tasty but it's so it's tasty but sometimes um you want to add like a little creativity to it so I think that that is some really good ideas Mm -hmm. so if someone wanted to start somewhere make a shift with their current routine and go on sort of a wellness journey what would you recommend to kind of educate themselves how could people find resources to help them go through that right now I'm loving podcasts so I really think any um I really like the goop podcast mind body green has a great podcast some of the episodes are really nutrition focused I think nutrition would really be the place to start I think starting from the inside out and nutrition can really change you know a lot of aspects of your life and your well-being um so yeah podcasts mention goop mind body green um I love that so retrograde that's a great one Um, They have some great guests on there as well. And then going back to, you know, using Instagram as your inspiration, there are a lot of people out there who really do, I think, know, you know, what they're talking about and promote listening to your body and doing what feels good for you. So finding some of those people, um, YouTube is a great resource. Again, again, I think for what I eat in a day when it comes to finding inspiration and getting out of your rut. And then I, I really think it's like, as I mentioned, nutrition and starting with one meal a day. So again, it's one step at a time, one meal a day, find something new that you really enjoy eating and enjoy making and kind of cycle that into your routine of your meals and what you're making. Love that. Um, could you give our audience a little bit of info on how your skin is so glowing? (laughs) So is it the food that you eat? Um, we'll dive into a little bit of a fun beauty piece after this, but we wanted to know how the food you're eating affects how you look, how you feel help to, does it help you go from the inside out? Yeah. So I think it's definitely a combination of things. So water as much water as you can drink. And I, it's been harder now that I have Aiden reminding myself to drink enough water, but I always try to drink a liter of water every morning before I eat or drink anything else. So before I drink my coffee, before I eat my smoothie, a liter of water. And I've been doing this for years now, and it's a great way to make myself at least get four cups of water in 
a day, you know, before I've started anything else. And it also kind of starts your digestive system because you've been fasting and you've been dehydrated, you know, for however long you've been sleeping um, and kind of helps, you know, detoxify and get your organs and everything going and flowing. And so I think that's a great tip. Um, another tip for water is I always drink out of like a liter jar or there's, you know, like a liter hydro flask if you're on the go. So you can kind of track exactly how much you're drinking and you know, like, okay, I finished this bottle. You know, I've drank two hydro flasks a day or I've drank two, you know, liters of water and that's eight cups. So I, I try to aim for at least, um, three liters sometimes four, but that's a little ambitious these days. Um, yeah, so water and then high water foods as well. So cucumbers, watermelons, um, really just fruits and vegetables in general. Eating your water is a great way to get a lot of hydration as well. Um, and then greens in general, just getting as many greens as you can into your diet. And, you know, it doesn't have to be eating a whole pound of like raw kale, no one wants to do that <laughs> um, but you know even if you sneak oh let's say you don't like kale like sneak a little bit of basil into your smoothie and to add like a nice little flavor or you know cilantro and parsley are really detoxifying and those are like a little goes a long way and those are really easy to add into any dish and so yeah greens a lot of phytonutrients it's really deto detoxifying and I think that that is a big thing for healthy skin so we know that you are really into non-toxic beauty and clean beauty and really educating yourself around what it is that you are putting on your face, whether that be makeup products or skincare products, like everything. So can you share with us a bit of your journey with non-toxic beauty? Have you always been interested in it or was there a moment where you had um, a moment of enlightenment and realized how many things were really packed into our products? So there was definitely a moment, even though I was really into nutrition and wellness and I was using cruelty-free products, um, it wasn't until I was pregnant with Aiden where I had the moment of realization that everything that you're putting on topically is absorbing into the deeper layers of your skin and into your bloodstream. Um, and so that's kind of when the switch happened for me. And what really kind of spoke to me in that moment was there was an EWG study where they um, tested the umbilical cords of unborn babies, or I guess it was newborns, they tested the umbilical cords after they were born in the U.S., and they found over 270 toxic chemicals just in the umbilical cords. So that means before babies are even born, they're exposed to tons of chemicals. And, you know, some of those, there's not much you can do about it when it comes to your environment. I know living in L.A., we're exposed to a lot of pollutants um, on a day-to-day -day basis, but what I was putting in my body and what I was putting on my body and in my immediate environment in my home were all things that I had control over, and so that was kind of where the big switch happened for me, and I didn't immediately throw out everything I owned and you know, bought thousands of dollars of non-toxic products because it can be kind of pricey, but it was just making the switch as I ran out of the things that I was using one by one. There's a lot of buzz around these, you know, harsh hormone disrupting ingredients like added fragrance, synthetics, parabens. So from what you have researched and from what you know, what do you try and avoid in your routine to kind of stick to that clean beauty routine? So definitely what you mentioned, you know, parabens, phthalates, um, fragrances is a big one because fragrances is a loophole. So basically any company can put fragrances on their ingredients and there can be up to 300 in additional ingredients that they don't have to dis disclose to you under that fragrance label. So that's a big one. Um, and that's one that I really try to avoid. And then, um, I really just try, you know, I think 
there's a balance. I've kind of, I've tested a lot of things out on the market and there are products with three ingredients that are in beautiful packaging that sound amazing, but you also need something that's effective. I think in order to make the switch and really make it a lifestyle change and not just, you know, something that you try for a week, you need to find products that actually work and are great dupes for the things that you were using previously. So I love to marry nature and science. And so it's avoiding those ingredients that are harmful, but I am not against using some synthetics as well if it really helps the effectiveness of the product. And so Naturopathica, I think, is a great brand for that. Um, honestly, Arbon is a really great brand for that. And full disclosure, I am an independent consultant, but it's really just because I love the products. Um, yeah, and so that definitely, I think, finding the right balance between nature and science and finding what works for you too, because the same goes with nutrition. Not everything's going to work the same for everybody. We're all very individual and very unique and it's testing some things out yeah I love that so if someone wanted to be more conscious of their skincare products or their makeup products what would be sort of like the non-negotiable thing that you would say they should immediately switch today deodorant I think deodorant is number one your lymph nodes I mean I think there's don't quote me on this, but around 30 to 40 lymph nodes in your armpits alone. And so I, and what you're putting on your armpits really makes a difference. And so I know this can be kind of a difficult one for people. It's so hard to find a natural deodorant that works for you. And there is a detoxing process. So usually for about two weeks, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but you just got to hang on. Um, and I was the person who, before switching to natural deodorant, I was using like the clinical strength, like um, the aerosol ones, which is worse because it's like not only on my armpits, but I'm breathing it in as well. Um, I really love the Kopari one. I have to say it's a coconut oil based deodorant. They do have, um, fragrance and they don't disclose what is in their fragrance. So they have a fragrance free one. And that's the one that I use. Um, there are a couple great brands out there though. I've heard good things about type A. I haven't used it yet, but I've heard good things about it. And then Corpus Naturals, but that, those are a little bit higher on the price range. So I like Kopari because I can get it off of Amazon and I think it's around $10. And I feel like it goes on really smooth. Another thing about some natural deodorants is I feel like there's a lot of drag mm -hmm. and a lot of tug. And I that agree. one um, is clear as well. So it's yeah. not going to leave your armpits white. <laughs> I use that. I love it. Mm -hmm. it smells so good. Yeah, that's a really good one. And I feel like that one actually does work too. I feel mm -hmm. like that one had there was less of that transition period mm -hmm. in mine's experience mm -hmm. at least versus some other ones and it doesn't leave like those white balls exactly like, yeah. yeah and I think the only thing about that one is that I don't find that the tube lasts very long for me but it's I think it's worth it for the price range and for how well it works for a more natural deodorant and I think another thing that you might have to get used to when switching is you might have to reapply you know once or twice a day but um, I think it's definitely worth it when you're putting something that's so, you know, close to your lymph nodes, which are meant to be detoxifying and so close, you know, especially if you're a woman to like your breast tissue and when it comes to breast cancer and all of that stuff. What are some of your other top clean beauty favorites right now from skincare, makeup, personal care products? Just give us anything and everything. So SPF is a huge thing right now. And I know everybody's kind of talking about it, but I've really been loving um, Naturopathica has a lavender. I don't know the exact name of it, but it's a, a lavender, just like a face sunscreen. Um, Arbonne also has a CC cream. It's the pollution defense CC cream. And I love that one because it's not, doesn't only have SPF in it, but is formulated to help protect your skin from pollutants, which again, living in LA is great. 
eyebrows. Arbonne has a, an eyebrow cream that I love. It's almost comparable, I would say, to Glossier Boy Brow. I just like the brush a little bit better on the Arbonne one. And that's great when I just need to go do errands or run out of the house and I don't want to do like my full eyebrow routine. It helps you look a little more put together for sure. Um, I mentioned dry brushing earlier, which is an amazing thing I think that you can do that's super affordable and super accessible to everybody. I just got my dry brush from Marshalls for like $2.99, and so that's a great one. Amazing. Do you use um, anything specific in your hair, like shampoo-wise? I've been playing around with shampoo and conditioner, so I'm still on the on the search for the perfect one. Um, but I've got a few right now that I'm trying. I'm actually trying the Pacifica one um, just because I was at Target while I was traveling and that was one that was accessible to me and it doesn't have parabens or phthalates or anything like that. And I have been liking it so far, but I'm definitely on the search. Oh, actually, I have a it's an Arbonne Color Last Hair Serum, which is a lifesaver for me, especially postpartum. You do lose a lot of your hair, just to let you guys know if you ever have kids. Um, and I feel like that has saved my hair. I have very you know, thin, like dry, frizzier hair, and it's made the world of a difference on my hair. So something else that you always kind of put out there is just consciousness around sustainability, making sure you're using the reusable straws or less paper towels. Um, a variety of things. Is there something in particular that you would recommend to people who are more interested in bringing more sustainability into their home? So it's definitely a work in progress for me. I'm nowhere near perfect, but you mentioned the straws, which is a great place to start. I think looking at the amount of animal products that you're consuming is the first place to step. And I'm not saying that you have to go completely 100% vegan overnight, but the animal agriculture industry is really, really bad when it comes to sustainability and pollutants and all of that. So I think maybe even going for a meatless Monday and having one day a week where you don't consume any animal products or just like maybe one meal a day would be, would make such a huge difference, you know, if everybody were to do that, or even just looking at where you're getting your animal products from and how that is affecting, you know, your community and the world around you. So that's the number one place I would start. And then, you know, there are little things like I swapped out, you know, Ziploc like sandwich bags for reusable ones from Amazon and they really aren't very expensive or even parchment paper. I now have like the silicone baking mats, um, which and then um, nursing pads, which is weird to say, you know, if you're not a mom, but now that I'm not using those anymore, they're reusable bamboo ones. I use them as cotton pads for like my toner or my my cellar water or something like that. So it's little swaps like that that I think make a big difference, but also looking at something like the amount of animal products you're consuming can make a huge difference if you just were to switch, you know, one meal a day or even one meal a week. Yeah, I love that. It's all about the baby steps too. I've been following you for a while and incorporating more of your recipes. So everyone that's listening, go check her social media out. You will be very inspired by I, all I've of been the- watching your stories and what you're making <laughs> looks so good. Like oh. I need to come over. You need to make some pancakes <laughs> totally, for me for sure. Love brunch. So shifting gears a little bit, we know that you're originally from Maui, Hawaii, which we love, and we absolutely love learning about different cultures and just want to know more about that experience for you. So what are the differences that you see here in LA in this busy city life versus a place like Maui? 
Well, it's a completely different world for sure. And I have so much more appreciation for growing up there now that I'm not there. Um, I grew up there, I mean, my entire life. And you literally are on a rock surrounded by water. And it can get, you know, as like a teenager, especially seeing things on social media and on TV. I always wanted to go to LA or a big city and go to somewhere where there was more opportunities and diversity and things to do and people to meet. And I definitely got that here and I'm so grateful to live here. Um, But I'm also so appreciative for the lack of materialism that I grew up with. So Mm -hmm. there, there isn't really a lot of like, who has the nicest bag, who has the nicest car, who has the nicest house, you know, I, there's a lot of pressure, especially in LA for things like that. It's a little bit of a rat race. And so I am really grateful for the fact that I grew up kind of without that pressure and without that mindset, because I think it set me up to be here and to be a lot more content with what I have here and what I'm working towards. Um, and then Maui and, and Hawaii in general, as I'm sure you can imagine, is not, you know, when you live there, it's not a vacation. Like you're not staying in a resort. You're not drinking from coconuts every day. You know, I think one of the first questions people ask me is if I surf. I don't. I don't live in a grass shack, you know, that kind of thing. And you're you're there. You're working. You have to provide for your family and you, you have to go to school. And, you know, the education is really, I think it's the second worst in the entire country. So that was a big thing. Um, and there's not a lot of opportunity, you know, there's not a lot of diversity and people to meet and things to do. And I think that a lot of people, when they think of living in Hawaii, it's this dream and Instagram definitely doesn't help because even I follow people who live there. I'm like, wow, like that looks amazing. Like, and I'm like, wait, that's where I came from. Um, and so, you know, I just think that, I mean, I would love to have a house there someday and be able to take my son there more often. But if I were to live there, I would need more opportunity to travel I think and to show him more of the world than just what's on the small little island so what inspiration did you gather from living there we would love to kind of know does the food that you make now is that inspired by recipes from Hawaii or so not as much um it's a very not it's a very like meat centric diet. I would say in Hawaii, there's a lot of like Kahlua pig and, you know, things like that. Um, but what I did really enjoy about being plant-based there is that when you want to eat healthy, you have to eat healthy. Like in LA, if I want a vegan gluten-free donut, there are like five different places that I can go get that from. And there, if I want to be vegan and gluten-free, I have to eat, you know, not have to because the fruit is amazing there but like papaya and pineapple and Mm -hmm. things like that so I definitely really miss that and the um, access to really amazing like sweet tropical fruit Um, and I don't really pull a lot of inspiration I would say in the things that I make here now because it is two completely different worlds just in terms of what you have access to But I do try to incorporate as many whole plant-based foods into my diet now living in L.A., which can be more difficult, you know, where I can get a Beyond Meat burger at Carl's Jr. right down the street. Um, And so that definitely inspires me. And I know that that's what makes me feel my best. So I've tried to incorporate as much of that here as I can. That's amazing. You mentioned how, you know, growing up in Hawaii, there were less less focus on material items um, than there is perhaps here in a big city and having gratitude for growing up somewhere like that is does that inspire you um, in as far as how you want to raise Aiden and in motherhood and 
that might be kind of tricky in a city like LA. So how do you plan to kind of navigate that? That's very true. And it's definitely something that I'm going to have to put a lot more thought to as the years go by. Um, But I definitely want to raise him with that like lack of materialism and with that gratitude. And I think now being on my self-love journey and my gratitude journey, I have more Um, insight on how to do that for him and how to raise him with more gratitude and more self-love and um, less materialism and things like that so I think just being on my own journey alone and him witnessing that and him witnessing me going through that and doing the best that I can will be great for him you know and I'm never going to claim to be perfect and I'm never going to try to make him feel bad maybe for not being perfectly grateful all the time or positive all the time but I think that leading by example in terms of really anything in parenthood is the best way to go so when it comes to what I eat you know I like to lead by example because if I was eating um, McDonald's but I was trying to feed him a green smoothie he would probably want the McDonald's (laughs) so um, same goes for you know gratitude and that lack of materialism and I hope to just lead by example and do my best and hopefully inspire him to do the same. Oh, I love hearing about that. I grew up um, on the East Coast, like totally out of um, a big city as well, so I feel that I can relate as Mm -hmm. far as the difference between uh, growing up in a city versus coming from a place where materialism is just not really a part of growing up. So that's amazing to hear how conscious you are about raising him in a a city and um, how you plan to do that, I think there needs to be more people like that. So that's amazing. Um, So you are such a creative person and sometimes it can be hard to really allow creativity to shine through and really step into that and honor it. So how have you stepped into your authenticity creatively? And if somebody wanted to bring more creativity into their world, how would you advise them to tune into what they have to offer? Yeah, so I think I've actually been kind of specifically being, since becoming a mom, been in a little bit of a creative rut. And I think a lot of that, I mean, has to do with the huge change that comes when you become a parent. Um, But I really enjoy, you know, as I mentioned, listening to podcasts and I think educating myself and listening to other people who are inspiring or who are in the creative space, listening to their processes and the things that they have to say really gets me motivated and really gets my um, gears turning and my creative juices flowing and gets me excited. So I think that's the number one thing that's really helped me lately is just being inspired by others and um, educating myself and learning. I I love learning and I love... um, listening to you know other people and learning about different subjects and I think that even if it's a subject that's not something that I thought that I was specifically into um, really inspires me to apply different different tools and things to the creative areas of my life and so I think yeah learning educating yourself being inspired by others even if you aren't specifically working on something or feeling very motivated or creative yourself is something that has really helped me we totally agree we always find inspiration in conversations we have resources so what are your current favorite books podcasts anything you want to recommend to the Salvador community I love the skinny confidential him and her podcast oh, it's uh, so good. I get so like <laughs> motivated and I think that alone has really helped me get out of this creative rut and um, really want to put more towards my business and my career and 
um, do things more creatively. So I've been loving that. Um, I mentioned the That's a Retrograde podcast. I really like that one for learning about really anything within the wellness space, which is um, what I'm passionate about. And so that helps me, that gets my gears turning and kind of inspires me when it comes to creating content and what I want to do in the future. Um, I haven't really read any books in a while, which I have to say something I want to start doing more of. Um, but yeah, it's mostly podcasts at the moment because, you know, with audio, it doesn't really take up your time. You can do other things. You can do dishes. You can play with your baby and drive or whatever it is. And so that's definitely my main resource in terms of like learning and getting information at the moment. We love the Skinny Confidential yeah, as well. Yeah, they're f- it's like a combination of funny and also totally amazing education. I think she's done mm-hmm. such an amazing job with her business mm-hmm. and the, how she's utilizing different platforms, and it's really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's really ahead of it all, which is very cool. So, Okay, so we always invite our guests to a self-endure intention at the end of every episode. So this is usually something that we want them to be more conscious of in the week ahead or just maybe perhaps spark curiosity for them so that they can bring something new and more intentional into their world. So we would love if you could set the self-adore intention for our audience. It could be something that you are going to focus on this week and would also like to share with them. Okay, so I have two. I have a really tangible one, which I just kind of touched on, is I want to read more books and educate myself in that way. I think that that's you know, a great way for me to have some kind of form of meditation, you know, sitting there by myself in the quiet, um, for me to be more conscious of my screen time. And as we mentioned earlier, the scrolling and the just consuming, um, instead sitting and, you know, reading a book will take some of the time away from doing that. Um, and then furthering my education and learning and inspiring me and hopefully get my creative juices flowing. So I definitely want to start doing that. Um, and then the other thing is just to be nicer of myself and be more conscious of the things that are going through my head when it comes to self-talk all the time, which is something that I think we all could do better at. If you were to say some of the things that you say to yourself in your head to your friend, you probably wouldn't be a very good friend. I mean, you probably wouldn't say those things, um, first of all. And so being more conscious of that, which can be really difficult because we are kind of conditioned and used to just always going to the negative place, you know, when it comes to yourself or being hard on yourself. So it goes back to giving yourself grace and just trying to have a nicer dialogue in your head, even if it feels a little bit forceful at first. Amazing. So we invite everybody to have more positive self-talk this week inspired by you. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, so before we wrap up, are there any fun future plans that you have, any creative projects that you're working on? And also, where can our audience find you and connect with you? So this is in the very, very new kind of like ideation stages. But I really want, I want to do an ebook that's specifically for baby led weaning and for feeding your little one that has a lot of information on nutrition, um, how to prepare foods for like certain ages and um, just different recipes and ideas of what to feed your little one. I've noticed that that's something that my audience has been responding to quite a lot. And so, and it makes me excited. And so um, that's kind of what has come out of this whole creative rut process of me thinking about what I want to do and what excites me. Um, and then where to find me. My main platform is Instagram. And my Instagram is Yasmeen underscore Lee, which is Y-A-S-M-E-E-N underscore L-E-E. 
And then my website is yasmeenlee.com as well. And some new stuff should be coming up on there pretty soon. Thank you so much, everyone. Go follow her right now. She posts the most beautiful recipes and she's just such an inspiring person. So definitely go follow her. Definitely (laughs) check her out. And also her son, Aiden, is we're obsessed. Literally the cutest. <laughs> I'm pretty baby biased, ever. but he's really cute. You should just check out how cute he is. Oh, yeah. He is particularly cute. So, anyways, thank you so much. Thank you. We thank really you so much for having it. me. This was so fun. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone that you love and who needs a self-love, self-adoring reminder. We love sending podcasts to each other. We send podcasts to each other honestly daily weekly so if this was helpful for you please pass it along share it on your social media and tag us we love to see what you took away from this episode please take a moment to rate and review this pod we will be sending skincare goodies if you rate and review this pod so dm or email us a screenshot of your review to selfadore at honeyandbee.com or dm us and we will send our fave skincare goodies your way Follow us on Instagram at Selfadore Club. Find us at our secret Facebook group at Selfadore. And we will see you on the other side. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>